You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Nexon Tire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that the Jeep Talk Show hosts run. The Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wendy, there will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. The Jeep Talk Show has changed its numbers. No, not because of Nikki G. We like Nikki G. We had one voicemail number for many years, and with giveaways, every once in a while, it was easy to use that same one number. But now, with the repeating giveaways from multiple major sponsors, well, we needed a second number. We call it the giveaway hotline. We call it that, right? I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Sounds good. I'll go along with that. (laughs) You know, it's very easy to find our new numbers. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see the two numbers that you can now contact us at. So the Jeep Talk Show is making even more changes. You know, we currently publish episodes on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That is changing to Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. One, two, three, four. Uh, That's (laughs) <laughs> you see how you see how that works? That it was easy. Yeah, it's simple to remember. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. through Friday. Keep talk show. So I don't want anybody anybody panicking about, oh, uh, does that mean you're going to be recording on different days? Is the roundtable not going to be on Tuesday anymore? Are we not going to be showing up on Thursday night to listen to the the, the, the recording of the show? Nope. None of the, none of the recording uh, days are changing. Just the days that we're going to be publishing the show. So don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to worry about a new night for the Zoom uh, meeting. It's going to be exactly the same. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything. I always have problems. I stumble over that thing. There's a speed bump there. Uh, never driven anything <laughs> but Jeeps. This show is for you. Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about speed bumps. Speed bumps Transitions of the show. <laughs> See, we associate as a big-time radio hey. show now. That's Yes. We yeah. are a show. You know, I'm, I've decided I'm going to stop picking. I'm gonna, I've decided I'm going to stop picking on the show. We got a good show here, and we damn do. it, everybody should know. It's just okay. It's just okay. Chuck, Chuck okay. told me it was a great show. He wouldn't be. Uh, uh, he wouldn't associate with mediocrity. <laughs> no, I don't do mediocrity. Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got one heck of a mic drop by the CEO of Jeep's parent company, and you may be surprised who it was directed at. I'll share with you a story about a very special Jeep and the very unique honor it holds. I've also got an update about the Rebel Rally you won't want to miss, so stick around. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I get to share how our JTS, Jeep Talk Show, Big Bear event went. So do you think we all made it through three black diamonds without any problems? Oh, I, I, I want to say yes, because I have faith in the listeners and, and everybody down there. But, oh, man, that many back-to-back Black Diamond Trails, there had to have been some carnage. You're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chuck, and now that I've used all of my paid time off, you don't have to worry about me not being on the show anymore. And I did not buy a brand-new Gladiator. But I did finally buy a new soft top for the Scrambler, so we've got Ooh. some plastic things going on. Oh, no. He's converting. <laughs> Slowly. So, n- brand Slowly. new, not just new to you. Wow. We're yeah. Peel back the layers brand of that. Brand spanking new. It showed up today, and I installed it today. Wow. Yeah. I'm Tony, and I'm excited that the Jeep Talk Show is going to SEMA this year. Well, <gasps> well Chuck is going. And oh. if he's if he if he's good or bad, it'll still be great advertisement for the show. Oh, please make headlines. What's, what's the what's come on? What's the bet on good or bad? I get the feeling there's going to be more bad than good. I was going to go for what's the yeah. over under on how many security guards it's going to take to drag his ass out? But <laughs> <laughs> I've never been good. Never a day yeah. in my life. That's why. That's why he's going. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. 
So the Paris Auto Show just happened. Almost as cool as SEMA, but not quite. Uh, but And there's a lot that happened has happened since uh, this Paris Auto Show. For those not in the know, this auto show is arguably one of the most important in the international auto show circuit. Jeep is, of course, a part of these shows. And the Paris Show is usually where automakers will debut their newest production models and unveil concepts that they've been working on, and new technology, and that sort of stuff. Now, we'll get to what Jeep showed up with later, but for now... The CEO of Stellantis, a one Mr. Carlos Tavares, a guy I am liking more and more with every headline I find with him in it, had a bit of a mic drop moment at the show. Now, as you may or may not know, Jeep has all but completely pulled out of China as far as manufacturing and selling goes. No more production, no more selling of Jeep. Anything is happening in China at all. Done. So, well, Stellantis as a whole, the fourth largest automaker in the world now, is about to pull out of China completely as a whole. Now, probably. Maybe. The corporate term is going asset light. I, I know, that's very PC there, isn't it? But from a statement given at the Paris Auto Show, quote, if we push ahead with this strategy, which are, <laughs> is our strategy right now, he's French, right? That's where I'm going with this. Of then course, we yeah. Need, we don't need plants in China. <laughs> we, could in, uh, we could instead import vehicles made from our plants in Europe or the U.S. I am not sure China is indispensable anymore. And you say my sherry like Pepe Lil Pepe Lil Pew. My sherry. Yeah. So to to have Carlos Tavares, the CEO of the fourth largest automaker in the world, saying, "I'm not sure that China is indispensable anymore," that's a wow. big deal. Huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, because everything is made in China, right? Uh, and well, you know, maybe not anymore. <laughs> clearly, clearly, if Carlos Tavares is using language like this, well, then Stellantis has likely been questioning their long term commitments with China for some time now. Yes, I would say so. Right, because it sounds like the ink is all but dry. Uh, it sounds like th there may even be wheels in motion already. I, I, I don't know. Well, but, uh, no wheels in China. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not Jeep ones. <laughs> now, business for the likes of Stellantis, Volkswagen Group, and GM is all becoming more challenging as local Chinese manufacturers roll out a whole slew of electronic models. Now, this could be so much saber-rattling from all these big companies, but if I were on the side of the Chinese, I'd say, them's their fighting words. But they probably wouldn't say it like that. It'd <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> that would be funny. That yeah. wouldn't it, though? <laughs> you now, you like don't we, come back. You eat too much food. This is a buffet, <laughs> but for one person. <laughs> you too fat. <laughs> likely, we just lost <laughs> listeners, but uh, likely we're not going to see or hear much more of this before the end of the year. Just like we didn't really hear much of anything as Jeep pulled out of China, it was oddly very quiet uh, on the Chinese front after that big move. So I, I what, this may all be part of a big plan, master plan. I don't know. Either way, this is surely something that we're going to be keeping an eye on and we'll try and keep you up to date as well. I think I've said all, all that I wanted to say. I was just going to say, it kind of was already said. Because he, there's not much more to say about all that. No, he made the statement, but, and yeah. um, good for him. Okay. There's, a lot to say, there's a lot to say about this next Jeep. Now, I, the question is, Is did one of these things sail around the world? And I'm, there's a picture in the in the show notes. Uh, this is this so cool. JeepTalkShow.com. <laughs> it is an amphibious Jeep. Now, although this isn't yes. exactly news, it is one of those Jeep things that I think all of us enjoy hearing about. No, it's not one of those feel-good stories either. I do like those. But this is a story about the half-safe. That's what its name was. A very unique vehicle, <laughs> a very unique Jeep that lived up to its name. Half-safe is a Jeep-turned-boat and the only amphibious vehicle to circumnavigate the globe. Yeah, it did that. The vehicle started life as a Ford GPA, a version of the GPW, the Jeep, uh, a GPW Jeep that Ford built in World War II. Now, that was designed to be amphibious, hence the A. a Ford, now, Ford built nearly 13,000 of these things. Oddly enough, there's, there's still quite a number of them around. Um, they, they were affectionately known as the Seep instead of the Jeep, a ship Jeep, if you will. Seep instead of... Oh, I figured it had a leak. 
No. Well, <laughs> probably. Now, now uh, the GPA was ultimately a failure in combat. The extra weight had it sitting a little too low in the water. The extra body work made it a hopeless pig in the field. Mm -hmm. But none of those factors deterred Australian engineer Ben Carlin. Carlin <laughs> got hung up on the idea that GPA could make it across the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, God. The crack must have been real good back then. Fresh, down, yes. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Smoking something down. I don't. In all serious note, uh, seriousness, no. The, the man got his hands on a GPA and made serious modifications to it. These included an enclosed cabin, a larger propeller, and enough fuel storage to take an honest shot at the crossing. After wow. several ill-fated starts and with total fuel capacity boosted to get this, a massive 735 <gasps> gallons. Good. Imagine wow. having 735 gallons on your Jeep. No. <laughs> Where would it go? Where do you I put don't all know. that? An attempt that started in July of 1950 made it to the Azores and then to the mainland, Euro uh, mainland of Europe in Portugal. The world circling trip was officially on. Though it would take Carlin 10 years to complete the full journey, it entailed 11,000 miles of ocean travel. In one of those things. I can't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> 11,000 miles of ocean travel in an amphibious Jeep and 39,000 miles on land, crossing both the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Oceans and going over land for much of the rest of the journey. It is to this day. The only circumnavigation of the planet by an amphibious vehicle, and it was done by a guy with a Jeep that he modified himself. Can I get a hell yes? Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yes, and we need to get in touch with Dan Greck because we just got him a new challenge. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Dan Greck because uh, the author of The Road Chose Me, a great book, by the way, you got to go check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually interviewed, have interviewed Dan Greck on episodes 386. 426 and 621 and he has a special look at this very exact unique amphibious oh, jeep the cool. very one that crossed the oceans um Ooh. and he has this on his website if, if you'd like to go get an up close look at it uh go check out dan greg's website theroadshowsme.com uh and of course go be sure to check out his youtube channel and and, and all that sort of stuff there's tons of great stuff you want to get an up close personal look and and get some description from a guy who's actually you know an adventurer unto himself arguably uh one of you know today's modern day adventurers mm -hmm. uh dan greck uh you know looking at a, at a jeep from five decades prior seven decades prior uh who has circumnavigated the globe uh he gives an uh, you know kind of an up close a little uh, tour of this thing if you will uh definitely something you want to go check out dan greck uh best friends with uh sasquatch on three different continents that's right <laughs> Heard, uh, heard he's uh, got a phone number to the Yeti. So. <laughs> Direct line, I heard. This is bitching, man. Like, I'm a history buff when it comes to Jeeps, and I know a little bit about the amphibious Jeep thing, but I, I had no idea that this guy yeah. did this thing. It's no, kind I'm of bitching to learn something about that, Chuck. Hey. I figured if anybody yes. on the show knew anything about it, I don't know why he doesn't have one. one. Are you right? I, I, yeah, I, come on, I man. How can we have, have one? These? <laughs> he lives in Kansas. He doesn't need one. <laughs> little, little bit landlocked. Yeah. Uh, I don't need shit I've got, but I still have it. And I mean, the fact that he like he made it to the Azores and then he didn't, you know, so my family actually originated from the Azores. So it's kind of bitching that he did this like that. That's what hit home for me. I was like, how the hell did I not know this? Like my family was in the Azores when this was happening. So, the, I mean, this is. This is freaking bitching, man. This so is there cool. is a, there I, is a I book. One. Chuck, are yeah, you, there, are you a, mispronouncing a, assholes? <laughs> no, it's Azores. It's Azores <laughs> Islands. That's how you say it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, what did I say? Azores or something like that? I put the emphasis yeah, on the wrong syllable. Wendy's very fun. disappointed in me. I saw her face. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> no one can see me, and I love it. <laughs> So the this the guy who did this the guy who built this Jeep who uh, the engineer behind it all that sort of stuff uh, he wrote a book about all this uh, lots of pictures and stuff in it yeah. it's called Half Safe uh, across the Atlantic <laughs> yeah, by Jeep funny <laughs> uh, and it's it's by Ben Carlin if you're if you you know want to add something else to your collection this would be one of them what kind of waves could you go through in this thing it's so <laughs> I can't low. Atlantic yeah. Ocean dude I, know. I mean both the Atlantic and Pacific open waters he I mean. Was Look there a chase thing. vehicle? Was it a... a, a <laughs> I, I, 
I don't think so. I That's don't the, think they so. They were just fucking tough back then. Like they, there is I, no pink hair anywhere on this Jeep. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's no purple or pink hair. That's true. No. There's no wokeness. These are just tough None. sons of bitches that were like, we're gonna make it. So like this is cool. So this would be like uh, on a if they if they married a toilet and a waterbed. Uh, <laughs> with in the toilet with nothing to do. There's no internet. You just cruising in along. your head, Tony. Like seriously, how do you come I mean, up with that? That's <laughs> the world may never know. So you're cruising <laughs> along, and you know you're not making good time. <laughs> you're in the water no. with all that friction, right. and, 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 and there's wait. nothing to do except navigate. Yeah. So you yeah. look, you look at the well, navigation it, it, every well, so look often. Look at this thing. You're going to be, you're going to be constantly navigating with this thing. You That's have true. To. That's true. The <laughs> way to keep a heading with that thing. Oh, come it, on, please. It's really cool. <laughs> it and I, been, and I want to say, I don't know why Chuck doesn't have one of these things. Do okay, I need to so say it again? He's in Chuck? Kansas. I told you. <laughs> he has so a really big this. watering this, trough for his cows. There's no water in Kansas. <laughs> he'll he'll make his own lake. Okay. So. So think about it. This literally is based off of CJ2A, right? So the the yeah. actual the windshield is a is a CJ2A windshield, still folds down. The wheelbase is still 80 inches. Think of that for a second. This thing is so freaking small. A guy cannot like stretch out in it. Mm-hmm. Oh it's yeah, that tiny. Well, the, the standard joke is <laughs> the standard joke is I had to get out to to change my mind and almost drown. <laughs> <laughs> This is nuts, yeah. man. Yeah. Good job, Josh. There was enough room for those. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is this one is of those cool. ones that it, it popped up. I had to do a little bit of research on it. I was like, this is just too cool. I, oh, I know it's, it's not really, really a really news story. It has, it's absolutely, I mean, we're it talking, you know, seven decades ago this happened. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's one of those things, though, that if you didn't know about it and now you do, it's probably one of those things that you'll definitely want to go check out, learn a little bit more about, at least go see the pictures of it. We've got a few in the in the show notes for this story at JeepTalkShow.com, uh, for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. Uh, and uh, you can at least check it out there. Uh, but if nothing else, check out the book. It'd certainly be worth it. Come on, Dan. This would be a good adventure for you. No, I, <laughs> I might actually get him back, get him back on now. just to tell the story about that thing onto itself. Because I'm sure that he has some stories about that. I, 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 Dan would be one of those he guys must. that would have... Yeah. The, the he would have gotten a hold of the family or something. Uh, the, somebody would have you know gotten a hold of him. So I don't know. There's going to be a deeper connection with Dan. Get a hold of him. I'm sure he'll be able to give us a whole nother interview just about that thing. But uh, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some cra- congratulations in order, guys. Um, we we've talked about this race on the uh, on the show before uh, multiple times, uh, and it certainly deserves an, an, another mention, especially now the 2022 Rebel Rally. Uh, the results are in. Uh, teams of two women in off-roading vehicles from Jeep, Kia, Honda, Hyundai, Ford, and others made it through the seven-day challenge across sandy desert terrain and very tough conditions without any advanced equipment beyond basic navigation tools. Eighteen duos finished in the top of the 1,440-mile course throughout California and Nevada with daily navigation challenges in only lightly modified off-road vehicles. Out of a total of 45 teams... Uh, in the 4x4 class, the top finishers were from Jeep in a 2022 Wrangler Rubicon 4XE, a plug-in hybrid, and a 2021 Unlimited. Now, this was the second year in a row that the Wrangler 4XE took the top spot, making it the first electrified vehicle to win the Rebel Rally twice. Now, team members Nina Barlow and uh, Terrilyn Peterite, Peterite uh, God, I'm, I know I butcher her name every time. I'm sorry, Terrilyn. She's used to it. Uh, they are no strangers to winning. This was uh, Peter Eight's fourth uh, win and Barlow's second. Jeep vehicles took five slots total in the 4x4 class standings. A new 2023 Wrangler 4XE came in ninth as well, with a team helmed by two Navajo women, Jeep employees, actually, Caitlin Mulkey and, uh, uh, yeah, Mulkey and uh, Raquel Black. Congrats to all of you ladies from all of us here at the Jeep Talk Show. So I heard that you, the navigation on this is a map and a compass. There's uh, no pretty phone. Much, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no advanced electronics uh, of any kind. Correct. At all. These, these yeah. girls didn't have special navigation equipment or anything like that. Um, literally, just a compass and and, and a map in yeah, waypoints and, and, and no like radio that. either. They have a tracker nope. on, on the the vehicle that they're monitored. Yeah, transponder. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they no get communication. Yeah. yeah. 
No communication. Yeah, they, they know where to go look Taking for them. Taking that and, left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, in three days. Lots of Looney Tune references tonight. I like that. Yeah, and if, if you've ever been out to the, quote, California, Nevada deserts are talking about, it's freaking desolate. I mean, there's mountains See, and there's ranges, but you got to be able to traverse all kinds of terrain yeah. to be able to do this course, I'm sure. Yeah, land navigation is incredibly important. I mean, anytime anybody's wheeling, like we... Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to learn how to wheel without all the all the new stuff, and I think this is absolutely a bitch that these these gals are doing this without any of the new technology because it really shows the their their skill when it comes to wheeling. Like land navigation is huge when you're out there, you know, because you can get lost. And I grew up in the desolation wilderness, which I that's, that's a part of this this. Uh, this event and you can get lost very very fast because there is no cell phone service mm. i think this is absolutely wonderful no you need to know how to do self-navigation without any kind of electronics and and actually i, I don't know if they still do it or not but, but way back when when i was learning how to fly you absolutely had to know how to do that because you can lose all your electronics and the airplane will will continue to fly that's something right. that yep. we actually discuss with new newbies um, when they come in with these newer jeeps that have all this you know, they've got cameras and tiltometers. I call them, you know, all kinds of navigation. And it's like, turn it all off. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you need to learn to drive without any of that stuff so that you can feel it and figure it out. So but that, kudos that's to the girls. This, part of this race, though. I mean, there, there's really two races in one here. Not only is it the, well, can you finish fast, but can you finish at all? At so all. A lot of it is, is, is not just how fast can we go, but are we even going in the right direction? Are, you know, the straightest distance between two checkpoints is a straight line that you may not be able to go a straight line uh, the way the crow flies, as it were. But are they going in the shortest route between that, you know, between those two checkpoints? Uh, and so there, a lot of it is, uh, you know, is the navigation unto itself. But there is that driving aspect and the racing because this is still a race. You know, so you, you by the end of it, if you finished, you know, sooner than the, you know, in less time than the than somebody else, uh, another team did. Well, then you did better than they did. I'm actually going to be doing a, a bit of that coming up this, uh, well, starting tomorrow. I'm uh, going to be going to a race. So, yeah, I digress again. Well, Jeeper, if you have a news yeah. tip or response to any one of these stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network as well. We've got something for all kinds of off-roaders uh, there at the 4x4 Radio Network. Uh, on the Trail Podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast, of course, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. It's all a bunch of great off-road shows all in one place. It's the only place on the internet you can get some of the best podcasts about off-roading all in one place, and it's all for free. Head over to the number four, the letter X, and the number four, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, yeah, this is the number that is in your app. I didn't see a number in your app for the giveaways. That might be helpful. Anyway, just trying to help her out. HBO special. Thank you. He's using the app, the Jeep Talk Show app, and, and it's available on Android or uh, the uh, the iPhone. And he's using that app, and on the app, you can. Uh, there's places where you can go, and you can send us an email straight from the app. It'll take you to open up your email, and you can send an email, and you can actually press a couple of buttons and 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 call the uh, the the number for the show. So next for the show, <laughs> and it it allows you to put in one number in the app. Oh, and and we have, like I said at the top of the show, we have two numbers. So, which number do we put on there? The number that you can call to speak to us directly, the number that you would call and uh, leave a voicemail message, that's one number, and that's the number we have on the app currently, and then there's the giveaway hotline number. Well, what if you want to talk to us? And the simplest what thing... What if we're not doing a giveaway that month? Yeah. You know, or we, Nobody you know, wants something. to talk to us. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit about they, give, they, they care about the things that they can get for free. Change the number. <laughs> so, so like we like we tell you guys, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can scroll on down through there and get the numbers that you need. Not as convenient as having it in the app, I know. But uh, I'll certainly tell the people that wrote the app, uh, hey, could we put a couple of numbers in there? And while you're at it, can you just make it 15? That'll make it a lot easier. <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's great to have that feedback, but it, I, I do want you to understand it's like we got two numbers. Which one do we pick? You know, so uh, we're going to go with uh, the main number, the voicemail number, because we love hearing from you guys. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, we had our first annual Jeep Talk Show Big Bear event this past weekend. And I say first annual because I am planning to do this every year. This is going to be so cool here in Southern California. We, uh, the weather was perfect. There was even a monsoon downpour. Yes, we got <laughs> soaked. Um, we had about 10 Jeeps on Saturday and nine on Sunday, I think, if I'm correct wow, on that. That's oh, you left one behind? But, the, but, yeah. but it wasn't new people coming in. It was like the nine returned from Saturday is what you're saying. Yeah, we had uh, two that couldn't make it on Sunday from Saturday, but we picked up another one on, sun on Sunday. So um, anyway, I just before I get into the details of it, because I want to share this with you guys, I just want to say thank you to the companies that donated the swag, Rock Jock 4x4, Redlands Jeep, uh, Nexon Tire, of course, Trails 411, Toyo Tires, and the Jeep Talk Show. Everybody got a swag bag. I made sure I put together a bunch of stuff from t-shirts to hats to stickers. Everybody got Jeep Talk Show stickers, all kinds of cool little stuff. And then we had a great little, um, we had stuff kind of left over to do a raffle Saturday night at the barbecue, which is cute. Oh, nice. And speaking of barbecue, I'm going to say thank you so much to Becky and Scott. You guys have heard me talk about them um becky was the one that the jeep uh kind of ran over her kind of <laughs> sort of yes last year she's doing great this was one of her first times out wheeling um big time uh, uh obstacles so that was good for her to get that in there but anyway they scott donated that food it was the best burgers i have ever had and chuck i'm I sorry oh, man i, uh, I, I have never had your your cooking chuck but i'm telling you right now what the spices he did and what oh man it was the best it was so awesome yeah um also just so you guys know larry jeep and mo from the show and also um he came all the way from missouri to wheel with us it's so that was awesome. cool yeah and then a special shout out to Elaine, Paul, and Lulu. They helped me with all the details. Paul and Lulu were on the, the tail gunner and helped us out. So the listeners that came was uh, Eddie L. and Gary L. They are big time listeners. Um, Eddie's been listening for three years. He said in Gary's about a year. So uh, I know they're super excited. And I saw Eddie went ahead and signed up to, I think he's on the Jeep Talk Show, uh, Facebook and Instagram now. So he's following us, vice versa, which is nice. And of course, I cannot forget our number one infectious agent, Mike Zen, who you guys all know from <laughs> yep. the Loom Broom. He infected every single Jeep that was there, plus any others How on the trail he could damn. find. With the, with the toe <laughs> tags, not something yes. Ill illicit, right? No, oh, not okay. that kind of stuff. It is California, <laughs> I understand that. But <laughs> Marking <laughs> out, this Jeep is fine now. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. Was, Thank you so much, Mike. That's the yeah. rock, dude. Oh, it was so funny because I, I got some from Tony and I was going to distribute them discreetly to who I wanted to. And Mike posts on there, I'm ready for this event. And I'm like, oh, Mike's got it taken care of. I'm yep. all done. Yeah, so I we, just sent we, you about four of them. So it was just, I just grabbed some and threw them yeah, in the box. Yeah, it was so. perfect. But Mike had it all covered. So we had a great time. Um, Saturday started off. We went ahead. We'd heard that there was going to be some additional clubs out there on these two big black diamonds. We mm -hmm. did uh, John Bull and Holcomb Creek. Both badge of honor trails, um, yeah. both pose some very interesting, challenging obstacles, lots of new scratches and things that happened under some of the Jeeps that were newer underneath, like the Gladiator that was with us that Paul was driving. Um, but it was a great day. We had good weather. Everybody got there on time. We started earlier than we wanted to, which is great. It actually yeah. paid off. Um, we did have some fun stuff getting through. I've got pictures in the show notes, just some random pictures of the different stuff, but the gatekeeper was great. There's a big picture of all of us there, but we just that everybody looks awesome, was wonderful. By the way, it, it, like a, like a dried up riverbed kind of, but with these huge sweeping rock formations, big boulders and stuff as well. Uh, a few strategically placed trees here and there, and 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 whatnot. Just amazing terrain. Looks like in really you know multiple lines to pick and stuff like that, but a, but a challenge at the same time. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. John Bull, if you've ever run it, those of you who are local here. Sometimes the rocks move, <laughs> Oh, which you show up and go, hmm, that wasn't there wasn't last time there. I ran. How are we going to get around it? Damn and aliens. they're big size. They're about the size of a, you know, like a Jeep Renegade. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. 
anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. And so we got through John Bull. Everybody was great. There was nothing. Nobody had any real major issues. It was just a matter of picking lines and get everybody through. Um, some of the people hadn't done that that uh, path before. So it was new to them. But they all followed the spotter. Me, thank you very much. Appreciate when people listen to the spotter. Um, you know, we got great pictures and footage. If you're following any of our social media uh, pages, you know that we're already posting stuff. Um, we're getting videos out and also just different pictures and things. So make sure you're staying with that. When we got to Holcomb Creek, um, that is a completely different kind of terrain where John Bull has got these big, massive boulders. Holcomb Creek presents water along with these big size rocks. These are not tiny little rocks. And the pictures may show differently. Oh, they're huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so and it's also very narrow trails. And there's times when the trail is off camber. And then you've got a ditch or like a crevice that comes in. And so you're, we actually put the phone up because we don't, we have an older Jeep. We don't have one of those things that tells us what the tilt, I call it the tiltometer. Um, and it was about 25% on some of those off camber angles that you're kind of traversing and you're looking straight down 300 feet. So very narrow trail. We were very fortunate that when we started Holcomb Creek, there was a group coming out called Dirt Devils. It's a Southern California group. They had 15 Jeeps and they were coming out as we were going in. And I was so oh, thankful wow. that we were slightly delayed because we would have run into them somewhere along the way and there is no passing each other. Somebody has to back wow. up along the way. That would have been tough. Yeah. So. We were good about that. And then when we got to the middle rock garden, that is where the fun started. <laughs> oh, we had to pull somebody out. It was just, it, sometimes those rocks, they have these big pits in the middle of them. You got a big rock. You're actually teetering on the top of just the points of rocks to be able to finagle. And if your Jeep slips even a moment and you're off, you're caught and hung up. You could get turtled. You could get all kinds of hangups. You back up, and of course, the mud adds to the fun of the, of <laughs> the everything spinning. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it was it was pretty good. We had just a really good time, but we did get everybody through, um, which I think was awesome. And there's some great pictures of just some of the different obstacles that we have in there. So, Wendy, your description of this is really good, but I, I wish we had a way of getting uh, people on that were there that you guys could have a discussion and, and talk about all this. Well, we're going to do this November 1st at the roundtable. I've already got it signed up, and I'm going to have several of us who were there talk about it so that people can ask us questions and have some fun. Um, that night when we, um, when we got through Holcomb Creek, it was pouring rain. Monsoon opened oh. up, and I here I am. Josh, you can appreciate this. It doesn't rain in Southern California. I remember there's a song <laughs> that says that. In desert. Yeah. Man, it dumped. So we're at the end of Holcomb Creek. There is a pretty decent size gatekeeper. Not like John Bull, but enough rocks that if you don't pick the right line, you're stuck. So here I've got okay. these Jeeps all teetering on the tops of rocks, not sliding off, pouring rain. Of course, I don't have an umbrella. I am soaked. So there's a great picture at the end of this whole thing of Bill and I, and we are soaked. But it was fun. So we get back to the house here. And uh, the barbecue is supposed to be outside, but we're here about six o'clock. So we we're about an hour or so behind what I thought we would do. So <laughs> Scott's fixing the barbecue. It stops raining just long enough for him to get the, <laughs> the burgers done. We had to squeeze into my house, which is very tiny, by the way. Here are, you know, 13 or 15 of us squeezed in and going, just sit wherever. I don't even have a table big enough for everybody. It was one of those kind of fun things. It was fabulous. Standing room only. <laughs> Standing room only. It was just a great time. So uh, sat on Sunday, we did Cougar Buttes. That is another uh, rock formations. Those rocks don't typically move at all. So you can really pick a nice line, but they are tall, deep. We've got some V uh, notches in there. The pictures are not going to do it justice in here, but I'm telling you right now, there are spots where you could literally do an oil change underneath that V-notch. It's so tall. I was going to say, and, yeah, you've got a couple of pictures here, uh, a white Jeep and what looks like a fluorescent yeah. green Jeep uh, of sorts, yeah. uh, both kind of straddling this V-notch. You're right. You could do a full differential service uh, yep. underneath that well, white Jeep. I mean, plenty of <laughs> probably standing I bet you up. Some I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's a lot of fun to do those. And again, it's kind of fun to do, but it was just a great time. I hope you guys can join us November 1st uh, on that Tuesday because I am going to have uh, – Larry's going to be on. I'm going to have Mike on. Um, Eddie's agreed to be on. Of course, Bill and I will be there, and we'll see whoever else we can get there. And 
you know, Redlands Jeep, they're the ones in that green, bright green fluorescent. Yeah. He did, Junior did such a great job of driving. Of course, everybody did, but it was amazing because he hadn't done that either. So it was is, just is, a lot of fun. Is that the company that Cody's brother works for? And I forget Cody's name. No, um, it is uh, Bear Valley Overlanding is the company that he's worked for, but his brother uh, from um, Trail Chasers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so a different different company. That's it. Different I was company. trying. I saw that. and I went. Oh, I wonder if that's those folks that I met uh, at SEMA a few years back. But yeah, uh, okay, well. somebody different. Yep. So great time. I'm hoping to have more people next year. I'm thinking about doing one day maybe easy trail so we can get more listeners. And yep. I would love to do a night run. Yes. Got a, we've got a really yes. really gnarly black diamond that's awesome black at night. So. So I have some really important questions that are really yes. just for me. Um, so I saw the Same gladiator, <laughs> I saw the gladiator and yes. I, I, I was looking at it and I went, Oh, you know, that guy's on 35s. I bet she didn't even have a skid plate. And, uh, no, nope. you, he's on 37s. <laughs> yeah. You gave me the disappointing news. <laughs> and I showed you the picture of his, uh, brand new skid plates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All scratched up, which I would have no problem with whatsoever. That, you know, that's yeah. kind of the downside of getting something. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the downside of getting such a, a nice, pretty skid plate system that covers so much Everything. of the underneath. Nobody sees it. And, uh, but when they do see it, uh, having nice gouges in it is, uh, is always a plus, I think. So, well, well something I'm, I'm about glad. this trail is the rock sliders. You have got to have sturdy oh, rock oh, sliders. Yeah, no, I, and I, I boy, agree. poor Paul, because this was all brand new and shiny. No, we took care of that for him. Good. So, but it was good. Excellent. So, I, 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 there was just no way I was getting uh, the sliders. Uh, I know I could have come and, and not taken the, the Gladiator yeah. out there, but I, I really wanted to because, I mean, you know, you got to go wheeling. And it, if I drove out there and had my Jeep there, I would definitely want to take it wheeling. <clears throat> and I guarantee you, I would have had it out there I didn't, well, no matter what you guys said. So, it was just better for me not to go until I get the skid plate system. But I'm going to get one, damn it, especially after after this. I see the yep. the very direct use of it. And uh, But you you guys thought 35s would do okay. Uh, was there a lot of locker use on, on this uh, this trail? <laughs> yeah. We, we kind of challenge, Josh will know this, we challenge ourselves, no lockers. Yeah, that's what I would do. I mean, there's no Period. reason just to turn it on, you know. Yeah. I mean, when we got in the middle rock garden, a couple of them got kind of wedged in pretty good. We did ask them to turn them on just to help lift up and out, but then you turn them right off. So yeah, it's just and, a tool to use to help you help you get going. It's not something that you use all the time. At least no. that's the way I think of it. And Tony, your Jeep could have made it through Cougar Buttes with whatever you have set up now. And I because it's say, not it's not the kind of rocks that you're using a rock slider or trying to skate on, you know, you just sort of have to maneuver and be exactly precise of where your tires are. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I completely misunderstood the show notes because I thought it was cougar butts. I was thinking there were some older attractive ladies out there on the, on the trail, which always brings yeah, the, the crowd. I, in. yeah, I didn't put any of those pictures in. Tony, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How many listeners just face bombed? Come on. You can tell me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so don't forget, November 1st, it's a Tuesday. Join us for the roundtable because yeah, we can, you guys be. can ask us questions. We're going to go into more details. Talk about that monsoon. I have never, ever spotted some but that many Jeeps through on rocks in a torrential downpour. It was pretty amazing. What was the, what was the temperature out that day? Was it uh, chilly? Was it hot or yes? <laughs> it was perfect. We probably had about 75 degrees up in the mountains, oh, which nice. is excellent. Oh, wow. And even when it was raining out, it was still kind of nice. It was just a monsoon kind of weather, but we were soaked. I mean, to the core. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, you're out there spotting in, in that kind of rain. There's no way you're not getting wet. So, what yeah. will be different for next year, Wendy, if you've done any thinking about it? And I bet you have. Mm-hmm. Umbrellas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will be something. Blow dryers. <laughs> I could have had somebody hold it over me while I spotted. Um, I'm thinking about doing a, a medium run. So, it's pretty easy for most every Jeep setup. Um, and then probably like a barbecue again. And then those who do the easy can stay for the barbecue. And if you only want to do the night run or the, the really difficult black diamond, you could come for the barbecue and then do the thing at night. Or you could do the whole thing together. But an easy, a, a nicely easy setup Jeep is not going to be able to make the, the dark one at night. So right. that's what I'm thinking about. So, uh, and, and you mentioned Becky is doing better. Uh, so yep. she's doing, she's 100% and uh, getting out, doing things, which is good. She Got back up on the awesome. horse. Yeah. 
She did, and she's an awesome driver. She follows instruction well. She just is well, of very. Of course, you're going to say that because she follows your instructions. No, that's not part of it. There's a part where we we did that V natch V natch going down, and then we turned around and came back up it. And I'm not going to say who spotted her. It wasn't me. Um, didn't get Bill. that rear tire on just right, and kind of we kind of laid the Jeep over slightly. It was kind of funny. Oh wow. I've, I turn around. I'm like, "Why is the Jeep laid over? Or what the heck?" <laughs> did you not see my certificate? I am yeah. the spotter. <laughs> uh, it, no damage. She just laid on the tires, but that it just that terrain. If you don't do it just right on those rocks, you can slip off. But mm -hmm. I was anyway, going to ask: she, Was there any carnage at all from the from the trip? Anybody have anything? Nope. We were that all perfect. Good. perfect. Right on. Yeah. That it was funny cool. when we finished the rock garden. I could say this because he probably wouldn't mind me doing it. But Junior from Redlands Jeep, he gets to the top of the hill. We're past it. And he goes, there must be something wrong with my steering. I, I can't really steer that much. So we're busy getting people through. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get up there and take care of it. Well, he realizes that his lockers were still on. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So, of course, <laughs> you can't it. turn, you yeah. know, and he hadn't had that experience. And it was just, I mean, we're laughing now. I'm not laughing at you, Junior. Nope. You're an awesome guy. Um, but everybody's it was just been there. funny. Everybody's been there. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was good. All right. So hopefully you guys can join us next time and we'll pick a day. Probably if we do a night run, I'll, it'll be more uh, spring or summerish because we, it's too cold to do that at night now, but mm -hmm. I'll work through the details. So yeah, hopefully be, more listeners can come out. I, I definitely wanted to go, but, uh, it was just not, uh, not working out for the, uh, the, the skids and everything else. So, yeah, so. But, well, we'll see. Yep. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for Newbie Nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on YouTube at our Trails 411 with great content, lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Larry, Jeeping Mo. It's on, on our way back from the uh, JTS event in nice, beautiful California. It's always amazing coming out here. Wendy and Bill were a great host. Uh, I really appreciate all their hospitality. We did some amazing wheeling, John Bull, Holcomb Creek, and Cougar Buttes area. And it's amazing how different each one of those areas are for the wheeling. And it's like most areas, you know, each area has its unique set of obstacles that, that uh, when you're wheeling it. But it was just an amazing trip, and uh, it was a great group of Jeepers out there. I really appreciated letting me uh, jump in and out and slowing the group down, getting footage for the YouTube videos. But I thought I would just call in and say uh, it was a great event. Wish more people were there. Maybe next time I won't be the only one traveling there. So talk to everyone later. Very cool, and uh, I guess well, Larry's always in our Zoom meeting, so he'll be there for the November first roundtable. I'm yes, sure, unless there's absolutely. some sort of traveling incident that's gonna <laughs> that, that, that he has. Did you know that uh, whenever he got back home, uh, Duke was not uh, was not very happy with him. Uh, he oh, wanted no. he wanted to know why uh, he smelled like barbecue and where was his. Well, and <laughs> it was it was other dogs here, right? He I have two dogs, so he probably got the excuse me. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> So you guys check out the video uh, at uh, Larry's site, Jeeping Mo, uh, Mo like in Missouri, M-O, so Jeep and Mo, and uh, you can see uh, that there are some uh, some uh, videos there of uh, the event, and I think he's got one uh, premiering here in the next uh, few hours, uh, John Bull Jeep Talk Show Trail Ride. So Yeah, he's also doing stuff, uh, posting on the Jeep Talk Show, and we will be posting as well, so we're going to be cross I don't know what you call that. Everybody's marketing with each other's stuff is what Cross we're doing. Cross-promotion. Yeah. yeah. Cross-promotion. That's it. I like it. <laughs> and uh, thank you for taking the uh, Jeep Talk Show flag, uh, Larry, out there to the event because I, I was not able to get one to uh, to Wendy in time. So uh, we'll have to make sure that you have uh, several uh, something, flags something, or banners. Something, something for planning. Something, something, something. Mm -hmm. Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> living living <laughs> life and having 10 things that. to do. <laughs> But you got your box with stuff in it, so I did. It was awesome, and I, right? I have a Jeep Talk Show hat now with a logo on it. And yeah, I saw that. The pictures it. here in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, and, and if you guys were going, oh, show notes, show notes. When you see the pictures in the show notes, you can find that on JeepTalkShow.com yeah. for All this right. episode six ninety eight. Right? Yeah. Wow, almost there. Almost to seven hundred people. Hey, speaking of numbers and reaching uh, reaching them, uh, Tony, a little pat on our own back, right? We've crested yes. the two million downloads. 
We certainly have. How uh, many? Wait, say that again. Say it again. Two million downloads. We have crest. We are now exceeding two million downloads uh, as we speak. There are people that are downloading and listening episodes right this minute. And, and well, in fact, you you listening to this right now? You're you're one of them. You're actually you're you're to blame. It's your fault. No, <laughs> yes. you're, you're actually uh, you. one of the many jeepers out there who have helped us reach this milestone. So thank you very much. We are currently at two million six thousand seven hundred and four. Climbing. Yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to when we get up to the download number that's nine nines. Come on, Josh. <laughs> nine times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rony. It's a trigger. <laughs> Love it. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Chuck, we're here. Get out. <laughs> I'm still here. Dang it. <laughs> so, you know, Chuck, you know something about uh, uh, rock lights because you have them on your uh, 1981 Scrambler. I saw them because we did that night run at the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show event. Um, I now have six KC Highlight Cyclone V2 lights that I need to install. I've been doing a little research about the placement, and I'm kind of curious what you guys think, where the, where the lights should be uh, uh, put, uh, installed. And I'm, that's fine. I, I don't mind the colorful uh, suggestions if uh, that's, uh, that's on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just curious. I mean, I, I, I don't have a really plan for it yet. I did mention I'm a little concerned about that skid system. Uh, about getting them on there. I just need to get to have a better look at that and make sure that there's not a, a problem as far as getting them installed someplace where they're not going to get scraped off. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had a problem for a while now thinking about those lights that are on top of the wheels in the front, the front tires. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Depends on well, what you're doing is where you're going to place the lights. Like yeah. hey, working on the wheel bearing yeah. assemblies, I would think on top of the uh, the tire would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, well, I remember there, when you were like, Tony? Do you remember when you were working on your car with your dad, and no. you had the flashlight? No, he never worked yeah. on them. All right, he was so, the only one that did. Okay, so any listener out there will start screaming at the radio right now because <laughs> when you were a child and you had the flashlight, you were always in the wrong spot. Oh, of course, Dad was always like, "No, over here! No, God damn it, over there!" And yeah, you're like, "Dad, I'm I'm literally holding the flashlight there." There's no correct placement. So everyone gets all worked up about it. Like, oh, where are you supposed to put the lights? Where you, don't do this. Don't do that. You're supposed to do this. And two of those and six of those and nine of these. No, fuck off. Like, I've had lights Kinda in places harsh, that okay. don't make <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a, I have a ranch. This is how we talk. I mean, I've had lights in a lot of different places, and they've never been in the same place twice. Like the Scrambler, I'm actually going to change my lights now because where I have them now, it's getting into mud season. So as ah, I drive, yeah. freaking lights get mud on them. So guess what? Now you're cooking dirt. That stinks. If anyone's ever cooked dirt, they know that that's not very good. But my Jeep can't do what your Jeep does. I don't have a belly pan skid plate. So I crisscross my lights. You can't do that. Right. So, I mean, there's no, there's no right place. There really is not. It, it, you, you will grow with your Jeep, and your Jeep will grow with your lights, and your lights will grow with you. You're always going to be moving them. It, I, I don't believe that any one person can tell any one Jeeper that that is the way to do it. I don't agree that maybe, the, I, maybe I do agree. Lights on top of the wheels, eh, I don't know. I don't think that that's good for me, but it might be good for somebody else. Mm. You know what I mean? Seems to be the common spot, and it, it doesn't make you know. I'm, and I'm just asking. I don't know. I think that's because it's cool. Yeah, I think that's because it's cool. I mean, it's it. They become an accent light and not a rock light. There is a big difference, and I think now what we see, especially in the internet world, there's accent lighting. There's not like I've got KC lights underneath mine, crisscrossed. Like, yeah, it. it they're not cheap. I'm, it's the most freaking expensive way to do it, but I've floodplained my hole underneath. I mean, there's some vid, uh, some um, pictures of that out there. But 
I'm not going to accent light my Jeep because I don't, I'm not into that, mm-hmm. you know, but the, it looks good, but I, I'm not going to do it. Would, would you guys say that the, the rock lights are more for the spotters? Uh, maybe the people taking videos <laughs> than, well, it, than it is for yes, you? Some of them, no. no? Correct. I, I don't, so I've never had a spotter. I, I've never gone wheeling with a spotter. I, I, I don't know that I would trust them. The rock lights that I have is so I can see it as the driver. Like, I, I don't have any idea what a spotter can see. I don't, I don't know what that is. Okay, well, good. So it's it's strictly for you to be able to see what you're climbing up and over when it's dark, uh, dark out. Do you always well, leave your headlights on, or do you turn your headlights off so you can see what's on the ground better? Well, I, if there's a person in front of me, I'm going to turn those lights off because that's that's inconsiderate for those th- those people, right? So if if we have you know a, a handful of jeeps and I'm somewhere in the middle or in the back, I I don't need to screw that guy. That's so correct. I just turn my no, no. I mean, for your for yourself, you're looking out. You're looking out the the side of the jeep, trying to see where the wheel placement is. Uh, do do the headlights ever cause an issue for you to be able to see? Do you turn those off so you can actually see the rocks that you're going over better? No, I mean, I, I I'm not going to turn my headlights off for me. I mean, any kind of illumination is good because you're going to have some kind of floodplain. Okay, but you have to be considerate for the guy in front of you. You know, Dad used to get mad because, you know, back in the 80s when they put KC lights over the top, you know, we'd go out wheeling and some guy would have all those lights shining on our back. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, turn that shit off, you know, and you yeah, get on the Yeah, you can't CB. see. Right. You can't see because it's blinding you, right? Because it's getting like, I mean, we, we always had our windshield down, but, you know, in, in your mirrors, your windshield or whatever, like turn that shit off. But I, if I'm out by myself, which I wheel by myself a lot, I, I know it's like against the rules and... Yeah, I'm going to go well, to hell do for whatever, support, You can do whatever the hell you want to do, really. Exactly. I, I do wheel by myself. I wheel by myself a lot at night by myself. And absolutely, I turn everything on. If you've got another guy with you in front of you, turn him off. Just underneath the Jeep, absolutely. In front and on the sides and all that stuff. Nah, you don't need that. And I so from my, from my perspective, using the rock lights... If you're going to be wheeling at night over rocks, which is generally what they're for, as a spotter, it is helpful for me to be able to see the tires, but I don't need you to have rock lights because I have a little flashlight I can see, but I do need your oh. headlights off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> because then I, I can't see that you're looking at me. Oh. I can't see your tires. I can't see anything with headlights as a spotter. Mm-hmm. But if you're wheeling okay. alone, then absolutely, like, like Chuck said, you need all that stuff. But if you're wheeling with a group of people, you don't have to spend your money on them because they're not going to necessarily make it better or worse for me to get you through something. So, but at the same time, it does look cool sometimes. And it is nice when you're really trying to crawl on actual rocks that kind of have a little bit more illumination underneath. And uh, just, uh, what was that? Uh, Wendy, how big is, how big is your flashlight? Wendy, if you can spot and shoot that light underneath there and see it. I mean, that's got to be a lot of aluminum, uh, uh, nope. right? All I need to do is look at a tire. I don't need to be able to see. Because I'm if I know the line and I know what I'm doing with the Jeep and I get them lined up, I just have to make sure that they don't move their front tires and knock that back line off. Usually, that's the rear tires that so you're trying to not, keep on rocks. Yeah, so it's not so much that you're blinding the Jeep you know, with your no. giant flashlight. Just you're... Nope. Right, so this is the point I'm trying to... Your lights don't have to be crazy bright. You just nope. need to be able to see-ish, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. That's cool. That so, kind of brings me to, to the point I wanted to make is, is you know, you can have a bunch of rock lights underneath, the, uh, underneath your rig, um, but if you can't lean out and look underneath your rig, then a lot of the rock lights aren't going to do you any good because you aren't going to be able to see what they're illuminating because you can't look out underneath your Jeep. So, That's like, true. if you're if you're running full size doors, um, you know, you're gonna have a hard time leaning even with the window down, especially if you're not over six feet tall. You're not gonna be able to lean out uh, from that from that door sill or from that window sill enough to see much of what the rock lights are doing. Now, you might be able to see a little bit of that front corner, a little bit of that front tire, but you're not gonna be able to see what the rest of your rock lights are under are doing underneath the rig. So at that point, you know what what are what are you know what good are they doing you 
at that point. You know, they might be helping illuminate the ground underneath you for a spotter if you've got one in that instance. But, you know, that's 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 the other side of the equation there is, is, well, okay, if I can't see what I'm doing, then almost what's the point? Well, I really, I'm glad you said that, Josh, because this uh, is going to lead me to a video switching system and a multi-camera setup. Uh, so this will <laughs> be really cool. I'll uh, be able to stay in the AC, which is uh, very important. And uh, also, too, Jeez. I got, <laughs> <laughs> also, too, I've got uh, six red and six amber or yellow uh, lenses I can put on those uh uh, those, so, uh, Tony, if you put those lights. on and you use the red illumination, when you go to these events and it gets a little bit dark, it's going to look really cool. Oh, yeah. Sitting yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll look good on rocks, too. <laughs> Tony, I've, I've put a couple images I saw of that. Uh, Thank the you. Uh, undercarriage of a gladiator here. And, and one of them has a full belly pan skid plate system. May, may or yeah. may not be the model that you're looking at. But nonetheless, this is a full belly pan, belly pan skid plate system for a gladiator looking at a direct as if the vehicle was on a lift or you're standing down in a pit looking straight up at the undercarriage of the gladiator. Um, there are mm. pretty much only about four points of which you could, mm. in the middle of the jeep place lights um uh, rock lights where they wouldn't interfere with anything else mm -hmm. um those four points are going to be your your in addition to the two that you have in front are probably going to be about the limit of what you're going to be able to do as far as mounting options go as far as where you want to put them you can put them anywhere you want but you're going to be kind of limited especially with the skid plate as far as how much effectiveness those lights are going to have if you don't place them between the frame rail and the outside of the uh, of the body and now, as far as the rear of the Jeep goes for the last two lights, I mean, you definitely want to illuminate that all that ass that's hanging out over the rear axle of that Gladiator. Yes, There's yes. a lot of Jeep hanging out past that axle. You want to illuminate the ground underneath of that. Unfortunately, you've got things like spare tire, trailer hitch, you know, aftermarket bumper, skid plates, exhaust. There's a lot going on under the bed of a Jeep past the rear axle. So you're going to be very, very limited and you're going to have to be very, very strategic where your placement of those go uh, because you're going to have things like heat considerations for the lenses right? being too close or right above the exhaust. They may not have airflow when you're just sitting on a trail on a hundred degree day and that exhaust is just you know, churning away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, placement is going to be really critical when you get to the last two behind the rear axle. So that'll be something like what Chuck was saying. You may end up doing a little bit of trial and error and moving them around some. So uh, Bill was telling me just do the magnet mounts. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do magnets. Uh, it just, that just makes me nervous. I mean, I know that there's if magnets do, are a lot stronger now than they used to be. But now, yeah. but now with these damn new vehicles, uh, Chuck complains about it being plastic. Well, there's a, there's a lot of aluminum and magnet yeah. no work on aluminum. So um, right. I may have to do a little. I may maybe I'll go with uh, go with magnets on these uh, these lights and uh, I would say, that way you know, I can move them around. Couple, get a couple magnets. That way you could use them if nothing else for testing mm -hmm. location purposes. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. I you know I, I mean this this spot may be aluminum, but there's a bolt two inches to the left that may be perfect. I could just place it right there for some testing purposes to see if this area is going to work and I'm going to get enough you know broadcast of that light past all this other shit to where i can see what you know what i'm what i'm trying to do here um but you know doing magnets on everything i you know if you're going to do that i would give you one piece of advice and with every light do at least one little piece of safety wire in case that magnet fails falls off or something like that you don't lose your light as a whole or drag it down the trail with you you get a little mm -hmm. piece of safety wire there that can actually catch that and and you know keep it just swinging a couple inches versus losing it on the trail or mm -hmm. dragging it. Yeah, I've learned to do that with uh, the uh, uh, video cameras like GoPro and stuff because mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. suction cups will pop off. Well, yeah, very so cool. And and just so you know that six is just the start. Uh, eventually, I'm going to have 27. Uh, an odd number, I know. If you know Tony, he's 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 got the addiction for the lumens, man. This 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 Jeep is gonna look like a UFO by this time next it's year. It's gonna light up. So it's the sequencing to get him to circle is gonna be the hard part. But anyway, oh uh, gosh, <laughs> he's what, joking. What, Only halfway. What do you guys think? Uh, the we'd like to, I'd like to know from you where would you put the the rock lights and and, and you, be nice about and it. I was gonna say, and you don't have to keep it clean. I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you stick those lights where the sun don't shine, you son of a... Well, the sun, you got the sun, you don't need the lights. So, uh, but uh, just, uh, oh you God. can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and email us or uh, better yet, give us a voicemail. 
Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now, and I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little? bit every time uh we uh, get a paid subscriber teacher says we have a jeep talk show event (laughs) not exactly true but uh, sounds good so uh you may notice that we've had two jeep talk show events this year josh was the one you did would you consider that a a jeep talk show event that you did uh, recently or uh, not uh that that no that was some other event that i just showed up at that that was somebody else's event that 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 you're with the jeep talk show so technically (laughs) <laughs> it could be a Jeep talk show event. I don't care if this is a uh, 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 March for Dimes event or I'm something. I'm here. Like this is I'm now here. a Jeep talk show event. <laughs> Ring the bell. But anyway, it, my point lodge, being, you know, yeah. <laughs> try to show up in velvet. Uh, but uh, the, oh, the, <laughs> so this is the, the the way that you help the Jeep talk show by becoming a paid subscriber. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact scroll on down and you'll find everything you need right there on that page and how to become a paid subscriber today hey tony real quick i'm gonna i'm just gonna back up two places real quick um you were talking about these uh, cyclone lights uh the kc cyclone uh, rock lights that you got uh you were talking about those on episode 686 when you got your first pair of them right and uh, and and on back in six on 686 i had mentioned that i was actually working on a tech talk about rock light placement oh, and good. i just found that file that i had never actually published <laughs> i was actually i was gonna do it in the, in the coming episodes after there's, that episode and this got got lost in the first of the crack of well there's the i mean if you're if you're worried about me talking about it too much i don't see any reason why you can't still use it no 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 not i'll just uh, i'll bring this in next week i'm going to place this somewhere where i'll actually be able to find it again okay okay good no because i, uh, no, I so mean it'll be something we can look forward to here soon another another uh, uh uh opinion about it i think is good so no i mean yeah please uh put that in there i think it's a good idea uh, and, and i'm sure i'm not the only one that has wondered about uh well okay i see that where put, people put the rock lights but why and is that the best place? And yeah. you know, like you, like we were talking about with using the magnets, because uh, ch- you know Chuck is moving his around. Because I mean, obviously, you, you you bolt it on there, and you're you may be done technically, but it may not have the results that you want. So, well, and you're going to modify your Jeep, right? So I, I'm actually going to start building some sliders for the Scrambler. Well, where nice. the lights are at right now are not going to function, right? So I actually have to you know cut it off and reweld some stuff and you know make some different brackets it it it's just the jeep yeah. you're gonna change it's the way it goes it's gonna be a, there's but, no right or wrong way of doing it mm-hmm. yeah. well uh, the, the way i say to do it would be the right way oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> from the mind of nikki g hey this is nikki g and uh tony you talked about selling your tires I would like to purchase them, although local pickup is not an option for me. (laughs) I got an easy solution. I just ask that uh, you just point them east and uh, just give them a good shove and just let them roll. I'm sure they'll get here eventually. I'm I'm in no rush for them. Or you could do the good old-fashioned post office scam where you ship them, you put my address as a return address, and your address as the ship to address and just conveniently forget to put postage on it. Then they'll return it to sender, which will be me, <laughs> and I'll get my tires. Think about it. It could work. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling not. to tell you that I dropped my phone down a flight of stairs. Ooh. Yeah, don't worry. The phone's okay. Fortunately, it was in my pocket. <laughs> or maybe it was unfortunately. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. Can you have a good one? Bye. Actually, not not funny because uh, I mean, it, funny. funny but not funny. Uh, we we had a guy who he's going to be out for the next two months easily. He took a fourteen foot fall and landed on a eight foot transition of concrete, oh. basically, or an eight foot eight inch transition of concrete, basically a big ass step, and oh. uh, and he broke five ribs. So COVID is what you're saying. 
<laughs> he wishes. He wishes. He yeah, I bet. Go. Oh my gosh! As long as he doesn't horrible. need to breathe, he'll be okay. Breathe, laugh, cough. You know, anything. Oh, jokes would be killer, wouldn't they? Oh, because oh, I'm always cracking jokes. <laughs> He's like, "Do not make me laugh." Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. too bad. Yeah, I think that, you know, I was when he said he uh, he damaged his phone, I figured that's what the buzzing noise was. But if it was in his pocket, it might be his head buzzing. So no. <laughs> Nikki G's going to say buzzing. Where'd that buzzing come from? Yeah, Tony did that. got compromised. He's got to make himself a new hat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Coming up uh, on uh, Thursday, our Thursday episode, you know, this is going to be before we uh, make the change and when we publish the episodes, uh, that'll be happening in uh, next week or two. But anyway, uh, coming up on uh, next Thursday, our interview with Matt Dinelli. Did I get right? Is that Dinelli? Would that be where, where you go? Sounds right. Yeah, I go with that. Attitudeperformance.com. He has the fun job of modifying all kinds of four-wheel drives and, and non-four-wheel drives. Uh, for uh, off-road or, uh, you know, bigger tires or whatever you want to do with it. So uh, really, really fun conversation uh, with Matt. And uh, I think he's uh, up there in the area, the general area where uh, Chris is. So uh, if you're uh, up in that area, and, and, and for the life of me, I don't know where Chris is. Is it Michigan? I can't it's remember. It's Michigan. Yeah. He's yeah. in yeah. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's up there in that area. Uh, Matt's one of those people, kind of like Greg Henderson, where you would just want to go and hang out in the shop and just Ooh. see stuff, you know, and – and experience it firsthand. Uh, so, yep, try that out and uh, check out attitudeperformance.com uh, before the interview. Hey, and before you do anything else, make sure you mark your calendar, put an alarm on your phone, whatever it takes, mark the date. Every Tuesday of every week, the Jeep Talk Show is recording a live episode, and we invite you, the listener, to join us. Want to become a part of the fun? Want to actually become a part of an episode as we record it? That's right, you can get on the air with us. Every Tuesday, we're doing a roundtable episode where we invite you, the Jeepers, to come around the world's biggest roundtable of nothing but Jeepers and help us record an episode. Sometimes a mystery guest might pop in, a little surprise celebrity, if you will, uh, every now and again, and uh, we have a lot of fun. It's a great time, and you definitely don't want to miss out on it. Join in on the fun, and we'll find out how here in just a second when I tell you how to sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. That's right. That's where we're going to find all the information to uh, get in on the Tuesday fun, join in on that roundtable, and of course, find out about who we're talking to, when we're going to be doing interviews, and the giveaways, what we're going to be giving away, and when, and your best chances, and inside information of how to your be- get your best chance of winning that, that good stuff. So every Tuesday, and of course, the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and I uh, hope to see you next Tuesday. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. Until then, be sure to subscribe to the show. We're doing four episodes a week now and giving stuff away all the time, so don't miss out. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. I can't drive 55. <laughs> Podcasting since 2010.